The U.S. defense industry is large, complex, and competitive. It is also lucrative for those companies able to navigate it successfully. The American Society of Military Comptrollers helps bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while supporting transformation in the defense sector. The Business of Defense podcast brings you inside the companies working to achieve this directly from the business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. For more information on ASMC, visit asmconline.org. Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 207, and after our prior episode where we were Joined by Seth from The Thinking Atheist, we thought we would take it easy, take a step back, stop thinking, and do a regular <laughs> Stop show. thinking completely. It was exhausting. It was. The level of, I mean, honestly, Cecil, sure. the, the level of, of professionalism yeah. and thought yeah, I, I, y- and goodwill that man brought to right. our show. I mean, I had to fucking, I had to spray paint and... And uh, hose down the whole studio just to get rid of that vibe, man. I had to fucking light whatever the opposite of sage is. <laughs> like rosemary. I don't know. Right, yeah, like a parsley It was like fucking baking a turkey in yeah. here. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, the, all that thinking last time, I had to just consume so many calories to think. <laughs> I was just consume. I mean, I guess I do that anyway, but I was consuming... Maybe it wasn't more. Maybe it was about the same, actually. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it. I mean, there's like a, there's a limit. Right. Physically, sure. the number of there's calories a, that a body it's true. can take in a day. It's true because there's only a certain amount of food that can get into my mouth, right. no matter how fast I stuff it in there. It just, you're just like consisting entirely <laughs> on a diet of fucking salted butter and sugar. That's it. You're just like roll the butter and more sugar. Right. And, it, and it's on a conveyor belt leading to my face. Yeah. <laughs> I You melt it down so it goes down smoother. <laughs> smoothie of butter it like that's what you wash your mouth out with after you after you brush your teeth you know you've got that's your you've got like a jar of scope <laughs> sitting in your bathroom and it's just congealed oh, butter it's like ghee with sugar in it like that's it <laughs> gargling it out he's like after a nice meal of butter i like to brush my teeth with more butter <laughs> Let's fuck! I'll fuck anything that moves! <laughs> so this first story comes from uh, theguardian.com. Try to restrain your shock that it did not actually come from the raw story, but don't worry. We'll get there. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Orthodox Jewish community turned on victim after sex abuse allegations. 
Uh, no great surprise here. This is this is what the Jewish community, the Orthodox Jewish community, is good at. Like they have they have a certain like they've got like a set number of like really awesome things that the Orthodox Jewish community is right, good at. Right. You know they're they're good at turning on uh, sex abuse victims. Right. They're they're awesome at that. Sure. They're awesome at curling their sideburns. <laughs> that's just that's, that's not a skill. That does itself. They're awesome at really jutty beards, like beards that just yes. sort of jut. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like you got, I mean, because again, you know, that's a certain, there's a certain fucking skill level to having that fucking ski ramp facial hair. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you could like run a matchbox card yeah. on that thing. Hell yeah. You know, and then they're also, you know, they're, they're just super awesome at like coming up with like crazy Rube Goldberg-esque ways to avoid working on Saturday. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that's like a thing yeah. within that community, right? Like they've got to like, they can't do like even the most mundane task, like the most fucking ordinary, boring, everyday kind of shit. Like, you know, like they can't like press buttons in an elevator or like pick up a skillet and make an egg. Like they can't do <laughs> shit because it's fucking Saturday and they're like, I got to rest. So, but the world is still a world. So I have to find a way to trick God. You know, it's like that Sharia lending thing. Yeah. Like, the only way to navigate that would be get some kind of like crazy fucking Sabbath eye dog or something. A Sabbath eye, yeah, exactly. You need a, but the problem is, is that uh, I don't know that a dog would be able to reach up that high. You, what you need is like a Sabbath helper monkey, is what you'd that, need. It's so hard to find a little black tuxedo to fit the monkey. <laughs> Because you got to get little tiny tailors you know, to, no. you know, measure out their itty bitty inseams. Well, <laughs> that's true. Or you could go to like a circus resale shop. They probably like, that's the most pressing thing I've ever heard. A circus resale? Secondhand circus animals? Oh my god. Look at this. They're like, they're no longer good for shooting out of cannons. Like at some point, they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like the, so the circus master stops. He's like, no, no, no. Mm-mm. We just can't load another monkey into that cannon. Sell them. Consignment. We can get like we get like fifteen percent right. back. It's fine. Yeah. Or you come over to somebody's house and there's just like an elephant washing the dishes for them. <laughs> Where'd you get that? <laughs> I got it in a circus second hand store. It's it's fucking amazing. You can think these you can go to like the circus pawn shop and just have fucking sad monkeys like doing like trapeze tricks, like looking for their forever home, you know? <laughs> oh like- no. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 the thing is, is if you put the monkey in the tuxedo, though, then he becomes Jewish. So now you need a smaller monkey. So it's, it's, it'd be a, it'd be like a monkey with a smaller monkey that has to press the buttons. Then, but so then I guess what you got to do though is you got to start with a huge monkey. So the only way not <laughs> to like end up with an infinite gorilla. progression of monkeys, it's like a silverback gorilla. It's like they got like a fucking orangutan, like <laughs> just sitting there, like being a fucking lazy orange. Mo- but it's got the fucking yarmulke, you know. It's yeah, got like the little right, fucking Jewish right. hat that it's wearing. It's like, hey, babe, Murray, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like it's it's fucking. And they you and the thing is too, like how many bagels can they eat? Like at some point, you just, I mean, oy vey, you can't run, <laughs> you run out. It's just fucking. Bagels and locks everywhere the you constant look. Constant bagel and banana sandwich in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't keep it out of their hand. This is terrible. This oh, is hey, terrible. Murray, can you slice the slice the banana real thin for me? Will you put it on the slice of there and run it real thin and put it on there? Give it a schmear too. Can you give it a schmear? <laughs> They're constantly criticizing you. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't make enough money. <laughs> 
What's got this has gotten off the rails? Oh, God. You walk into the fucking, and like all you want, all you want is a fucking, like a Sabbath monkey just to help you with the basic fucking everyday tasks sure. of navigating the Sabbath. And it's just fucking busy, like hurling its feces <laughs> everywhere. And you're like, that's not helping. What are you doing? <laughs> Although a well-aimed feces could press the right elevator button. It's true, yeah. but then would that be working? Like, would God be like, mm, I think that was an intentional feces hurling? No. Down to hell you go. <laughs> well, fuck it. It's a monkey. Who cares? It did it, not you. Yeah, right. They do I guess that's true. They don't really, like, do animals in the Jewish tradition, do they have souls? Yeah, but I, I don't think, I, I don't know that I'm right about this, but I don't think there's a heaven and a hell for Jewish people either. Well, then what would you worry about breaking the commandments for? I don't think there is. I don't think there is a Jewish heaven. I don't now. think there is either, actually, now that I think about it. But then that does rather beg the question about why would you be so worried about pressing a fucking elevator button? They have a place called Sheol, which is like a bleak sort of underground place that they go, I guess. So it's like West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> literally anywhere south of here. Yeah. No, it's not that bad. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> It's, oh, that's terrible. So, that's, yeah, I, I, I think you're right, though. They they do do this all the time. And, and you know, it's crazy that they are uh, that they do this because these are the people in their community that are the innocents. These are the people who are being victimized by the bad people in your community. And yet you're still willing to turn your back on them because they fucking told somebody about your secret handshake or whatever. And you would think that the if you're going to ostracize a member of your community... Maybe pick the pedophile. You know, like, you would think there would be an easy target. <laughs> you know, it seems like it seems like you're you're sitting around. You're like having your fucking council meeting or you know whatever, yeah. and you're like, well, we got to figure out who we really. I mean, we and I guess I understand that like within these crazy insular religious communities, you know, because I mean these like crazy Orthodox religious communities are. I mean, they're they're no different in a lot of their structure from like the Amish or the Mennonite communities, right? They're, right. The whole idea is to block off the outside world and create a world within the world, create a, an environment or a community within the larger community where people have, you know, their own sort of quasi justice system, their own set of, you know, their council of elders or whatever they fucking call themselves that arbitrate different rules and decide on you know, who gets to, you know, be with who or, you know, so they have these, these really insulated religious communities that they don't welcome outsiders and they try to avoid contact with the rest of the world. And, and so like, I get, I guess I understand like conceptually this idea that like, we'll take care of our own. But again, if you're gonna, if, if, if the decision at some point is to be like, well, fucking, we got to give somebody a hard time. Yeah. And you don't choose the pedophile? Yeah. So this story comes from the heraldsun.com. Um, Rabbi Yosef Feldman tells Royal Commission he didn't know it was illegal for adults to touch children's genitals. Wait, He's, he didn't know? He didn't know. Yeah, they asked him. He said, uh, counsel assisting the commission, uh, Maria Giras, I'm probably mispronouncing that, asked directly, quote, did you understand that it was against the law for an adult to touch the genitals of a child? I didn't know that as a fact, he said. He thought it was a figurative law. He's yeah, like, I it's not a literal I, law. I mean, I thought it was more of an opinion. Yeah, right. I thought I thought maybe, you know, grown-ups fondling the genitals of children was like, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I knew it was kind of frowned upon, <laughs> like lima beans, you know, but I didn't know it was illegal. Right. Boy. What the fuck? <laughs> is, that, is this just one of those... Is this one of those things where they just want to, he just wants to get out of trouble, so he's just saying something? Because you can't, I mean, do we really believe that he doesn't think that that's not a, a fucking bad thing? You know, I, I, I can't, I can't possibly imagine how it's 2015 and any human being who has access to any source of media whatsoever in an industrialized nation is it all laboring under the apprehension that there's possibly a scenario where you're like, well, maybe you could touch the little boys a little, you know, like, maybe just, just like give them a little ball a little tap once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Like what, what? And, you know, these are the same people, though. This is the same community, though, that thinks it's OK to suck the penis of an infant. Right. Because, yeah. Well, that's how you stop the blood after you ritually gore them. Oh, right. Right. You know, I will say, though, that he, he said he didn't consider child sex abuse to be a common problem. Quote, there are many issues of life and child sexual abuse I didn't believe was very common. Even now, I don't think it's common. It happens. He says. Eh, <laughs> like, eh. <laughs> and he says, then this is the part that, that's really appalling. Right. He says. I haven't seen the statistics, but I would believe it. The prevalence of child sexual abuse is about five to ten percent. That's fucking one in twenty kids at his lowest figure. That's an appallingly high number. Is getting fucking anally fisted by an adult, right? thinking that's cool. He's just like, yeah, I don't think it's that big a deal. What I'm saying is that on any given school bus. At least three of those kids have been abused. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And they, the bus driver might stop on the way to abuse <laughs> us. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> what kind of world do you live in? This guy is. This guy is in a. He's in another world. And this is this is commonplace though for for this group because they separate themselves from society in a, in such right. a big way that I feel like very often. When they are confronted with society, they're just fucking completely flabbergasted. Yeah, and you know this is the same guy who, in 2011, um, he he told his community that they should be dealing with this shit internally, yeah. otherwise they'll seem impotent. Well, this is another this is another example of we need to deal with this shit internally. And you're like, well, you know, we kind of already fucking pay people to do that work. Exactly. Yeah, and it, you know, and the other, and the other thing is. They're not even dealing with it. Right. It's not as if it's not as if like we're covering a story where it's like, man, like this guy got kicked out of his, you know, house and his wife left him and, you know, turns out he was a pedophile and the community shunned him and you know, it's always the other direction. It's you know, instead what we find is, you know, the the, the kids are shunned, their their families are given shit for reporting things, you know, the uh, excuses are made for the abusers. So it's like it's like they're saying like well, we want to deal with this internally, but what we really want to do is not deal with this at all. That's what we think would really right. nail this problem. Right. <laughs> hey guys, I've got a great solution. Let's do nothing. And yeah, like I said, <laughs> you already have people who can who are handling this, and we already pay them money to do it. And you would right. think that the Jewish people would want a good bargain. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they'd be like, why would I pay for something oh, if someone's no. already paying for it?
<laughs> but what the scriptures are anxious to say, it's far more important that we be spiritually strong as a nation than that we be militarily strong. It's not enough to be militarily strong. If we are militarily strong, but we are spiritually weak as a nation, uh, we are going to go down. And that's why it's critical, I believe, to have a commander-in-chief who is a Christian-in-chief first and then is our commander-in-chief. So this story comes from thinkprogress.org. Uh, South Carolina lawmaker asked prospective judges if they believe in God. Um, it actually goes a lot further than that. Um, South Carolina lawmaker, in trying to vet certain judges, included a uh, like a whole section grilling them about you know what religious communities you're part of, whether you agree with like homosexual marriage, whether they, they have unborn right, like whether children have unborn rights. I mean, this thing is like, it's a fucking manifesto for the right wing. No religious test shall ever be required as qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. That is from the fucking constitution. <laughs> yeah, well, How listen. can you possibly be? A fucking lawmaker and wipe your ass with the Constitution so blatantly. Well, I guess maybe he was not a constitutional literalist. Maybe he was a constitutional revisionist. Omissionist. <laughs> omissionist. I like that. Yeah, I don't know how you can I don't know how you could even look at some of these things. I I mean, you read these, you read some of these things, the questions on the survey. What religious or community organizations do you active are you actively involved in, if any? It's like, whoa, bro. Yeah. Well, how about this one? What is your personal relationship? So, do you believe in the supreme being? One of the questions read. What is the nature of this being? What is your personal relationship to this being? What relevance does this being have on the position of judge? Please be specific. I mean, there's no, it's not like, it's like a, there's, there is no way you could possibly excuse this as like, well, you know, I'm just doing a little, little fact finding. Sure. This you is know, like just a, poking around yeah. a little bit, trying to see kind of where they stand on the issues. This is like, just, <laughs> you are, you're so aggressively, I, you know, I kind of would forgive it if he was that folksy though. I mean, I got to admit, you know. <laughs> That's how you get away with it, yeah. you know. You just gotta you gotta be a little down home about it. It also says that another question that they were asked is, in a case where someone was assaulted because he was gay, would you consider it a hate crime and increase the penalty? Wow. So somebody, can you imagine you you're you're applying or you're I shouldn't say applying, but you're being considered to be appointed a judge, right? Right. And you get this uh -huh. hate filled survey. And and let's let's make no mistake, right? Because questions can be hate filled. Sure. Every much as statements can. Every right? single Everybody one of these is a very pointed question that right. completely reveals the author's uh stance on the issue. Right. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. Absolutely. Every single one of these. And so what are you supposed to do with this? You know what I mean? Like what what in the world are you supposed to do with this survey? Like how are you supposed to fill this thing? I mean, granted you're in South Carolina. So you're probably just like, yeah, well, Jesus, hey, hey. No, you're probably and like, then, what's these squiggles? <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me write this on the back of my Confederate flag. Hang on a minute. It's behind my, it's, <laughs> it's behind the gun rack of my pick 'em up truck. <laughs> oh, no, oh. <laughs> no, you can get away with that because it's South Carolina, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Not North Carolina. I would Carolina. never We're say that about North Carolina. <laughs> no. I wouldn't say that until we get home. Right. From North Carolina right, Which is where we're going very yeah. soon. Yeah. We're going to be murdered there, So I'm just saying. <laughs> Did they still lynch folks down there? <laughs> now, the concern, obviously, is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. So this story comes from Al.com. Chaos reigns in Alabama as same-sex couples seek marriage licenses. Um, probate judges. Uh, so the Alabama Supreme Court um, basically ruled that Alabama could not withhold marriage certificates from same-sex couples. And no end of bullshit um, basically transpired um, to the point where certain judges were basically just saying, like, yeah, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Just, yeah. We're just, you know. I, you know, it's not just certain judges. A lot of judges uh, decided not to do it. Some chose a stance that would say. I'm not going to give any out until they give me a further clarification on this because I'm not going to do I'm not going to do this. And while I don't I, I think it's bullshit. Uh, I also think, you know, you've got to you've got to look at it from their perspective. Judges aren't just, you know, these some of these judges. I don't know if these judges in particular are elected. Uh, if they're elected officials, then they've they've certainly got a constituency to worry about when they're right. doing certain things. So there is a level of uh, of, you know cover your own ass going on here uh, so that they can't so that they're not held accountable later on by a public that will probably vote them out, uh, especially somebody who probably could be pretty liberal in a, in a place where there's not a lot of liberals. Uh, but the people that that really piss me off, the ones that that withhold it for everybody, kind of shitty, the ones that are given out to everybody good on them. The ones that are the ones that really piss me off are the ones that are giving them out to heterosexual couples, but gay couples don't get them. Right. Those are the shitty ones. Like those are the ones you're like, okay, asshole, you're a fuckhead. Well, how about this guy? This is this is Washington County probate judge Nick Williams said he would not issue marriage licenses to same sex couples. When he was asked whether he was worried about getting sued, he said, quote, I'm not worried about following the US Constitution and the Alabama Constitution, he said. Well, clearly they're not worried about it in the previous story either, so I guess that's kind of like a South thing. You're a judge, man. It's kind of your job. That's your bag, baby. Like it's like, like it's like a guy do? at McDonald's is mad that he's making burgers, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like that's that's the thing. It's like, like you have no choice. This is we've talked about this before. Like we've talked about this in in the same context as like you know you you go to the goddamn drugstore and some ass asshole behind the counter decides he's not going to sell a woman you know, plan B or birth control or, you know, condoms or whatever it is because it's against their, you know, religious liberties. Blah, 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 blah. That's not your fucking choice anymore. You're not acting as you. Yeah. You are at work. Sure. You punched in. And I don't care if you're a judge or, you know, the, the clerk behind the counter at the goddamn Walgreens. You, you wake up on a Saturday. You're not at work. You can be the fucking craziest bigot you want to be. That's your prerogative. But when you show up for work to do a job, and then you just are just like, yeah, but I'm not going to do that part of the job because I don't like it. That doesn't fly. How does that fucking fly? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you didn't have a religious excuse 
for another component of your job. If you were just like, yeah, I just don't want to do that because sure. I fucking I'm lazy. Right. Yeah. I'm just lazy yeah. and I don't like doing that part of my job. So not going to do that part. You just be immediately fired. You are asking, what's the big deal about sex? OK, what's the big deal? Why is it important to me to note this? Well, out of those who choose to be sexually active um, at this age, one out of every four, one out of every four will contract a sexually transmitted disease. This is actually a pretty shocking study, Cecil. This came from the Daily Kos. Uh, study finds that HPV vaccine does not lead to teens having more wild and crazy sex. Um, so it turns out that uh, uh, genital wart vaccines don't turn people into fucking whores. Really? I think. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. One would have thought. Because I've been injecting girls with that forever. <laughs> Just hoping. I actually only watch like porn videos where they first get an HPV vaccine because then you know they're going to do the good they're stuff. They're going to do the you good know? stuff. <laughs> then you know, like, man, oh, you're watching the, like five minutes through, you're like, oh, what, what am I watching? Oh, yeah, HPV vaccine video. That's right. It's coming now, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two girls, one syringe. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like it's so funny because when this when this vaccine came out, um, there was there was such strong and vocal opposition to the vaccine from the the Christian right because they were saying that, you know, this is just it's just one more barrier being removed, and teenagers are gonna you know start they're gonna worry less about uh, contracting STIs as a result, and you know, and it's like well, wait a minute, fucking HPV is like an eighty percent of the sexually active population. So clearly people aren't that fucking it's not it's not holding people back. Right. No one has ever I've never I've heard all of the objections to a sexual proposition. But I've never heard <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't want to get are you vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what that one I've never heard. Yeah. What what's crazy about this is that people think that that's a that somebody out there thinks the moment you get this vaccine you're going to go sort of buck wild. Right, right. When all the normal constraints around sexual activity are still there. It's sure. not, it's not like it's not like suddenly you'll find more willing partners. Yeah, right. That or, or you you suddenly your your parents will be gone from home so you can have sex or whatever. I remember that was the biggest the biggest obstacle when I was a young very young person was there's just there's nowhere to do it. Like you, just, you just don't have the opportunity to be in a place where you're with your girlfriend on your own for a long enough time for you to figure out how it works. <laughs> That's what I just remember that being the very biggest obstacle was where do we go? Because you, yeah, right. you don't have your own place. You know, the only place that it worked out was like once we got cars, then there was a possibility, but it's fucking uncomfortable and weird and not useful. And like fucking you could always and there, there's always that opportunity of that cop coming by with the fucking flashlight to tell you to move the fuck along. You know what I mean? Car there's, sex is a thing of the 50s. It really is. It you really know, is. honestly, like car sex, like you watch like the fucking old fucking ye oldie movie. Yeah, yeah, where like yeah. every car had a fucking Barco lounger <laughs> couch. In exactly. It, and that was. You could fucking have a fucking seven person orgy in a goddamn old Chrysler. Sure, yeah, right? yeah. But like a and modern your car, you like your ass cheek wouldn't touch anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'd be fine. Yeah, you'd have your own but, little fucking tiny little fence around each other. Having sex in like a modern automobile sure, yeah. is 
fucking horrible. Yeah, and it's I drove fucking... a Geo, so that shit wasn't happening. <laughs> I had a Geo too, man. <laughs> like, like you would have to fucking date like a midget's midget. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that's like you can't fucking. I had a Geo Metro, it was so small you couldn't masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That thing and the was, thing is, with a Geo Metro, you're doing a lot of masturbation. That's <laughs> see, you get really good at that. I yeah. will say too, like, like also, like when you're at that age, everybody has fucking shitty cars. Yeah, you know, so like everybody's got, and they've got the same shitty car, right? Like everybody has like a Corolla or whatever. Yeah. Right, you've got like a Corolla, or you've got like a fucking Chevy. Uh, everyone had the same fucking Chevy Cavalier. Cavalier, thank you. You had a fucking Cavalier or like a Pontiac Sunfire. Like there were only like seven shitty cars <laughs> that everybody fucking owned. And they all had captain's chairs and low ceilings. Yeah. And they were just like, they were made for fucking anger. Yeah. That's it. Because you could fuck anger, but you couldn't fuck your girlfriend. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. They were car- miserable. The only, your only opportunity at that age was to go camping. Right. Camping would work. Uh, that's a possibility. Uh, there was a, but you then know, it's stinky that, sex. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like camping sex. Or you're just like, oh, it's camping sex. Yeah. I mean, you're still like, yeah, it's sex. Yeah, but, but at the same time, you're sex. like, you're like banging away. You're in the middle of it. And she's like, there's a branch in my back. You're like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. You're ruining the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was camping sex when you're, but you're still poor. Yeah. So like, all your camping gear sucks, which means you're just miserable yeah. and uncomfortable. Yeah. All your and camping gear is kind su- of damp. Yeah. All your camping gear sucks, and now it's covered in sexual bodily fluids. Right. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> So yeah, like, or the, the you know the, like the, the entire interior of your tent is like a dirty marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> the only other option you had back then was the glorious weekend when your parents or her parents went away. That was the oh. great op. That was like, oh, time for the fucking bang away, and you'd be like banging around her parents' bed, and be like, how you like this, pops? <laughs> that was the best. But yeah, seriously though, like. Like as a as a boy, there's no that this is this is not anything. And as a girl, I don't see it. It just doesn't make any sense that somebody would say, "Well, now that I got this vaccine, I'm just gonna throw my fucking ankles over my ears." <laughs> yeah, it's it, you know it's just more of that like that right wing hysteria around sex where yeah. it's like if if we give them condoms, they'll just fuck everybody. Yeah, like no, I mean people really understand that. Like sex has consequences. Like all these things do is they make sex safer. Yeah. So that so that when people inevitably engage in sex, which they're going to do, right? So now all of a sudden it's safer. Like wouldn't you just be like, oh no, we made it safer. Fuck. Now they're gonna be safe when they're having sex. We really wanted to make sure they fucking impregnate each other like crazy and come down with all the diseases. Go Jesus. <laughs> Podcasters, they live in squalor, destitute and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer.
But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered as nature intended. Please, go to patreon.com backslash distance pod today, make a pledge, and help these poor, innocent creatures lead a life worth living. So this story comes from BuzzFeed. These professors want parents who don't vaccinate to pay a tax. Uh, They say parents who refuse to immunize their children should bear the societal cost of outbreaks of preventable diseases. Critics say that that's not practical or fair. Um, So there were two schemes that were outlined in this article, really, two basic schemes. The first is that um, if you don't if you don't vaccinate your kids, you basically just pay a tax, um, some kind of a tax, some kind of a fee. Um, the alternative was that if you don't vaccinate your kid and, you know, your an outbreak is tracked back to you, um, you pay for the cost of that outbreak. Oh, right. Now, the second option, I think, is asinine. I think so, too, because it's just it's hard to pinpoint unless you have like a little tiny monkey. Then right. you can, then you <laughs> like, like, that's like clearly where like that came movie. from. It's just like they find the house where, where it had, and they just fucking drop one of those fucking fuel bombs on it. Just, whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just destroys the whole community. Like the monkey uh, runs out the back door with his yarmulke on and his little suitcase. Snarling <laughs> yeah. feces and viruses everywhere. <laughs> Pressing elevator buttons desperately. <laughs> Just randomly pressing the buttons. Oh, shit. But I will say, like, I, you know, I think the tax or the fine is a pretty good idea. Yeah. I mean, the carrot is in place, right? The carrot is you don't get sick. Yeah. But maybe we need a stick. Yeah. I I know that there's a there's a level of uh, personal freedom that people want to have. Right. People want to say, I want to be able to make the choice whether or not I'm going to do this sort of thing. But we don't we don't allow people in this country to um, I saw a great uh, comparison, which is uh, not drive around with brakes on. Right. Like we you can't drive a car in this country without brakes. You're not allowed to do it. And there was a funny comparison, a joke comparison I saw this week where someone was saying uh, brakes cause a bunch of accidents and I don't trust the brakes and this sort of thing. So what I'm going to and people have been engine braking. Since the very first start of they actually didn't have brakes on cars and they engine they use engine brakes and that was much easier and better and it was better for the whole system and that's what I'm going to use. And it's a great analogy to, you know, the immune system and that sort of thing. Like this is what we used to do. And so I think that it's okay. We don't allow people to do that. We don't allow people to travel at excessive speeds on highways without some sort of penalty. We don't allow people to be dangerous, right? We don't allow people to be dangerous in public. If we can avoid that sort of thing because to other people, right? It's okay to do it to yourself. You want to go fucking play parkour and bounce your fucking head off the sidewalk. You know, that's your fucking head, bro. Go, you know, jump out of the dumpster, whatever you were doing (laughs) and go bounce your face off the sidewalk. Nobody cares. But the moment somebody else is involved, now we've got to start thinking about it as public policy. You can't look at it as it's my own personal freedom. You have to look at it as saying, my own personal freedoms can drastically affect 
many other people who don't have the opportunity to get vaccines yet, who are too young to get vaccines, or who may never be able to have vaccines because their immune system won't let them. Those people are vulnerable. You can't just allow yourself to uh, to go out into the world and, and spread this disease to people who could really be affected negatively by it. Well, it's, you know, the thing is, like, when you're... When you're part of a society, we have to agree on a certain set of rules as a society. So there's always a balance, right? There's always a tension. I know we've talked about tension before. There's always a tension between personal freedom and social responsibilities. And this is one of those areas where where a certain group of people falls into the camp where they feel that, you know, vaccines are medical decisions and all medical decisions are personal decisions, and so they can't be regulated by, you know, the social contract, so to speak. They don't fall into the realm of social responsibility. Um, but, you know, uniquely among other medical decisions that you'll make in your life, this is one that directly impacts the health and safety of the people around you. And as a result, I think it's entirely reasonable for the social contract to apply for social yeah. responsibility yeah. Sure. to take precedence over personal freedom. And this isn't a scenario where, you know, you're giving up any liberty in order to do this. You're giving up, I mean, you're you're getting stuck by a needle and then you walk away and that's it. Like there's nothing, there's like no second step to this to this transaction, right? It's not like it's not like anybody is being like, yeah, well, I mean, you got to get this fucking microchip implanted in your face right, and right. we get to tell, you know, where you're going and like how long you have intercourse and in what position, right? Yeah. Like it's not like <laughs> it's not terribly invasive. It's like you get a you get a fucking tangible medical benefit out of it. And then society gets to reap the rewards of that immunity that's offered to the group. And if you shun that, then to me, you break the social contract. And when you break any social contract, there's penalties. There's sometimes very light penalties like traffic tickets, and there's sometimes very steep penalties. And I, I, I think that a tax or a fine is an entirely reasonable way to do this. I actually think that one of the things that they could do is to not allow you to claim the tax exemption for your child if you, do, if you refuse to get them exempt. You I know? think that's a good idea, sure. You know, like, OK, yeah. great. I mean, you didn't get them fucking vaccinated. That's fine. But, you know, we're not you're not going to get the you're not going to get to claim them as a dependent on your taxes, on your income. tax. Yeah, that's even worse than the ten thousand uh, dollars. I think that because that, that would be every year, every year they're not vaccinated. You don't get to claim them. Right. That's a good way to do it. Although I don't never get any traction anywhere because that would no. never pass. But that would be a way in which to get the people who have kids that aren't vaccinated, if you can't prove that they don't have a medical exemption. Yeah, and I, I also think that you should not, I mean, there should be no exceptions when it comes to enrolling your kids in school. There should be zero exceptions to enroll. Because now you've said, now you've said, not only am I not going to vaccinate my kids, but then I also want to expose, I intentionally want to bring my child into a high-density population area right, and expose your kids and then subsequently the adults and, and other people that your kids come into contact sure, it'd with. Sure, be like, yeah, I mean, you, you got to homeschool your kids if they're fucking right. not vaccinated. Yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't have access to the public education system because you've, you've broken the social contract. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream. 
So this story comes from thinkprogress.org. Uh, Christian group fires woman for not making efforts to reconcile her marriage. And now she can't sue. This is super weird. Um, so there was a woman who was working for the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, which is an evangelical Christian organization. And she had a falling out with her husband, and she told her supervisors or her superiors or whatever, and she was working as a spiritual director, that her marriage was, you know, having problems. And so she took a leave of absence from, from work in order to work on her marriage. And then her fucking bosses decided she didn't work hard enough on it. Yeah. So they fired her. Well, it, it gets even worse because other people in that office uh, were divorced too right so she's getting a divorce and then she gets fired for it because she didn't fix her fucking problems or marriage and then you find out later that in this in the same fucking office like two other dudes had gotten divorces but that's not they were dudes that's that's the problem is like like how can you look at this at this religion then you know at this christian religion and not say it's fucking it's completely sexist I mean, it's, it's so sexist. Look at all the ways in which it is sexist. And, you know, um, that you're going to look at you look at how women are slut shamed and then how they're, you know, attacked for having, you know, sex out of wedlock and how they're treated. They never talk about guys. That's never talked about. It's never right. talked about how guys they got to have sex with somebody, you know. It's not like right. they're just what? running around being like, oh, well, there's no, clearly no dudes want to fuck me. So, hey, can you strap this thing on? Like, it's not, it's not, it's, <laughs> it, there's dudes banging women, but you never talk about the dudes. And right. then, you know, you, you, you shame the women for having the baby when it's fucking clearly that it's not like fucking you, you flip a coin when you have sex and the guy has the baby on occasion. It's always the woman. So she's the one who has to have that burden all the time of possibly getting pregnant. And then, this this particular thing when they seem to get on women about you know what is it her fault that her marriage fell apart it's suddenly her fucking fault and she's the one who's to blame and she's the one who's bad in this case not worthy to have this job anymore yeah well you know and the crazy thing is that the courts the courts have upheld the decision right so what the courts have said is that um religious entities have control over who they hire and fire as long as that person is classified as a minister. Right, and as long as later they have a decision yeah. um, went on to broaden that classification by not defining what constitutes ministry. And that allows for religious groups to just fucking make it up as they go. Yeah. So they can basically say like, oh, yeah, you work for, you know, a, a religious organization, you know, and because you work for a religious organization... We can just we don't have to follow any of the rule, rest of the rules of polite society, like in all of the rest of the rules of polite society, you couldn't get away with this shit. Not for a fucking second could you get away with this shit. But if you you know are working for some bullshit religious organization, they can just fucking reorganize how they classify people in any fucking willy nilly bullshit way they decide, and then you as an employee of that organization. You have less rights. You have less protections. That's crazy. Yeah. And all and, these religious exemptions to all these laws. Like we right? put these, we go through all these fucking unbelievable machinations in order to get laws passed in this country. And we get certain laws passed to protect people from, you know, discrimination by their employers, from discrimination 
um, in terms of uh, refusals of services. We go through and we, we fight tooth and nail to get any little goddamn thing accomplished. It's so hard to get anything accomplished. And then it's just this fucking not it clause for religious organizations where they just get to be like, well, here's the thing. We'd really like to be horrible. Yeah. I know you passed a law saying stop being horrible. And the worst part is, is like they're still like they're tax exempt, too. So not only are they fucking being able to just be like fucking fire people willy nilly when they want to, when they want to shame them. They also get an opportunity to 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 be horrible. There's another part of this story, too, where they're talking about like how two former employees in Catholic parishes and I'm going to read directly from this article. Um, This is from uh, Think Progress. It says. Uh, two former employees of Catholic parishes, one in Illinois and one in Missouri, are both suing their employers after they were fi- fired for being publicly gay. In both cases, the ex-employees claim the church community and church officials were aware of their homosexual relationship for years, but let them go once they were public about it. Right. What the fuck? You know, and part of me thinks that what's really going on there is that the local authorities don't give a shit, Right. So you've got somebody who's in a position and the fucking church organist or the whatever. And, you know, nobody cares. Everybody loves them. They're part of the community. They and everybody has recognized or at least the good, reasonable, non-bigoted asshole people in the world have at this point recognized that somebody's sexuality has no bearing and no meaning and no relationship to whether or not they're a good and decent human being. And so. They become they become entrenched in this community and into this culture and into this church. And everybody locally accepts them and welcomes them, and it's fine. And then something happens. Something triggers, and it moves up the fucking food chain within the organization. And all of a sudden, they can't kind of keep this within the, within the church, within the family, within the community anymore. And now their fucking hand is forced, and they're forced to take the fucking extremist bigoted position of, the, of mother church or you know, whatever the, the the larger organizational body has decreed. And that's clearly in violation of, I mean, in these cases that you cited from the article, it's clearly in violation of what everybody on the ground wants. Like the grassroots, the on the ground people, just, they don't give a shit. They just don't give a shit. But it's like, well, we, we listen, if you could just be gay quieter. Yeah. If you could just be a woman quieter. Because there's nothing but death and refuse in the rectum. No life can come out of the rectum. The rectum is designed to get rid of death and waste. It's, It's designed for that one purpose. And the sodomites are cheering on and praising the rectum. Fucking Pat Robertson. Love you, Sky, so much. This guy is amazing. It's from the Raw story. I never want Pat to die. I seriously, like, I love this man. I would attack. Where does he live? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. I would attend his funeral. You know what? Uh, I love this. That guy. would be hilarious. <laughs> I love, I feel like I owe this man a debt of gratitude. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Honestly, the laughs I have gotten from this guy. I know. I have laughed harder. Because of Pat Robertson and some of my very closest friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pat here, uh, it's the, the headline is Pat Robertson, teens look at gay magazines because they were molested or attacked by gays. Um, there's really nothing else to do except for play this. So let me play this for you. This is uh, from the 700 Club. This first one comes from John Pat, who says, I found a gay magazine in my son's room. What should I do? 
Well, I think you ought to talk to him about sexuality. The chances are your your son is not gay, but somebody gave him a a, a book about it. And you know, a lot of these so-called uh, gay people are uh, have been uh, either uh, attacked by some, molested by some uh, you know authority figure. Or else uh, a magazine or something has has uh, confused them. Yeah, because I <laughs> when I got or the gay when I got them. the gay pamphlet, I immediately reconsidered my decision to be heterosexual. <laughs> Dude, like, I gotta tell you yeah. something, Cecil. I've been confused in my life. Yeah, but my dick has never <laughs> been confused. <laughs> Think about the gay pamphlet is that it's a pop up pamphlet. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's not like you get a fucking, like, you just get a pamphlet and it's like, you open it up and it's like, have you considered the gay? Yeah. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> you know, I hadn't considered the gay. Man, as it turns yeah. out, I am attracted to a different gender than I thought I was yeah. fucking attracted God. to. Whole time I've been fooling myself with Man, this. Oh, yeah. why didn't I? Or like, I love the idea that you're just attacked by some authority figure and then that makes you like, <laughs> like oh, God. It fucking just got like raped by a cop. Well, that's I'm that's super gay now. Yeah, that's why I've turned into a dog. So, right. yeah. <laughs> what like, is that even? It's like gay lycanthropy or whatever. <laughs> like you're, attacked, you're attacked by a gay person, you immediately become like a gay werewolf or whatever. That's how furries start. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the genesis. It is the genesis. You get attacked by a dog, next thing you know, you're fucking at a convention in Baltimore dressed as a chipmunk. <laughs> With a flap. <laughs> you need to talk to him about what things are and who he is and what he is and let him grow up and, and find out. But don't let him be exposed to a bunch of pornographic magazines because a gay magazine is filled with naked pictures of naked men doing sex with each other. <laughs> All oh, those those guys doing the sex with each other. <laughs> he talks, sex. He talks like such an old man. It's the best. <laughs> like, Were they, are they doing, doing the sex? sex? <laughs> what are you doing in there? Are you doing the sex? No, Dad. Leave me alone. Don't doing... come in. Are you doing the masturbation? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with my son. He's doing the sex. He's, He's doing the masturbating. He's hopped up on goofballs. <laughs> He's smoking the reefers. That's what's in there. So you want to, You don't want him to read that stuff. No one's reading it, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pat <laughs> reads it for the article. I'm just, I'm just I'm looking at gay back. I'm looking at this gay porno for the articles. It's yeah, fine. I'm reading the. I love that's all. Nobody reads that shit. Whatever, whether it's men and women or men and men or women and women, it doesn't matter. You don't want to hear him to right. be seeing that. All right, whatever. <laughs> How many kids I got? What's going on? Who's, are they doing the sex in there? What is he even saying, though? He's saying you got to talk to... What are you going to say to your son? What, yeah, are you going to tell him to stop imagine. looking at gay magazines yeah, I mean, and be like, straight? Like, that's what you're going to say. I remember... Uh, uh, I remember, like... my this is, <laughs> this is a story about my brother I don't like, so I don't care. I can tell it. Um... <laughs> So uh, my brother, when he was uh, when he was a kid, uh, you know, he's like maybe he's like late teens. Right. 
And my dad, I don't know why, like looked in his drawer, just looking around. I don't know what he's looking for. You know, maybe he was. T- I, I, he, my dad wasn't the type to like toss our drawers out to like look for porn or something for us because like my dad didn't care that I had like Playboy models pictures on the walls. Like I had Playboy centerfolds on my walls when I was like seventeen. Like he didn't mind at all. He's like, whatever, you're a fucking boy. You know, whatever. He didn't care. It didn't bother him. So. I know he wasn't that type, but I just remember like him coming across like a picture that my brother drew. It was awful too, by the way. It was a terrible picture. <laughs> and it was a girl it was a girl with a strap on fucking another girl. But it was awful. Like it was like it's like, you know, it's like drawn by Mrs. Larson's fifth grade class. Right. It's yeah, right. It's like stick ever. figures. Like, it might as well have been like pasta art. You know what I mean? Like it was terrible. <laughs> and it's I remember a my dad shitty diorama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is like my dad, I remember finding it, him finding it, and I like I was privy to the conversation somehow. I don't remember how I don't even remember how any of this went down, but I remember the reaction of my dad was like, Oh my gosh, is he gay? Like the first thing he said, I'm like, <laughs> like, no, he's clearly not gay. Like that's yeah. that's not a thing that that's not a thing that a gay person would like. You know, that's not a it's not a thing I think my dad was into, but it's not a thing that a gay person would be. I don't think so anyway. I'm clearly that's something that I not think something a gay boy would be. Into, yeah, I mean, maybe a gay sure, girl, right? but not right. a gay boy. <laughs> right. It's so funny because it's like these these people with no understanding of human sexuality whatsoever and no and no appreciation for the for like the the spectrum that sexuality falls within and the fluidity of sexuality. They they just they don't get it like they have their their ability to to navigate this world is so limited and then they're just like i don't let them do the sex they're like they have no like yeah they can't even they can't even articulate properly a plan of action to to even approach somebody who has sexual feelings that they flat out don't understand and will just fucking never understand like pat robertson it's not like he's gonna have a fucking sexual awakening you know yeah at this point He's lucky he awakes. <laughs> this is it. This is this is the whole this is the whole nine yards. So like, it's like, what would you talk to your kid about? Like, hey, have you ever been attacked by an authority figure? <laughs> is that why you're gay? Because you can tell me if you were attacked by it. Like, did your principal beat you? Is that why you're looking yeah. at gay magazines? Right. Yeah. That no, no, because that's not a thing that happens, huh? I mean, wouldn't you? I mean. Wouldn't you be humiliated by your teenage son or daughter when they're like, Dad, you're fucking retarded. You realize that? <laughs> <laughs> How would this conversation go? I, I can't imagine having that. That is the most uncomfortable conversation to have. Because, you know, this is a father in this, in the, if you believe that this is a real thing, right? This yeah, is right. clear. If you I mean, believe you the letter. To, you yeah. have to believe that this letter actually was sent. And I may or may not have been sent at all. It might have just been a fucking, it's an intern at the station making shit up. I mean, how do sure, I know? Right, you know? Right. Um, but you've got to think, here's a guy who has no idea what he's doing as a parent. If that, if he, if Pat Robertson is the first guy you go to for advice on sexuality. I, can you, I mean, like there's a level of Straight desperation. Yeah. Right? Where you're just like, you find that magazine, you're like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? No, I got to write an email to Pat Robertson. Yeah. The only, and then you the just only like reason. Sit and watch the 700 Club, like, will he address my letter? Yeah. Because I have not parented yet. Okay. I think, I think what you're saying, though, is 
the only the only reason why someone would possibly do that over talking to anybody is because they're so unbelievably embarrassed by the situation right. that they want to remain anonymous. And what advice do you think they were hoping for? Because that's the other thing is like when you write in for advice, I think a lot of times you're hoping to be validated rather than to be actually given any actual advice. I think I think that's often the case. Sure. Like what advice was he hoping for? Like Pat Robertson would be like, "Oh, what you got to do is make them Brussels sprouts, then he won't be gay." Yeah. You know, like there's no like there's no quick fix for this, right? Yeah, and and uh, either that or Pat Roberts. He was probably hoping that Pat Roberts would say, "Ah, don't worry about it. He'll grow out of it." I think that's probably the hope yeah. because he does. This is a guy who I don't think wants to deal with it. If this is how be he handles you just the, be like, yeah, we got to talk about this, yeah. and then you just begin a dialogue, right? Like this, it's not even a hard thing to do. You're just like, well, we should talk. We should have an open dialogue about this, yeah. and then you sit down and have a fucking conversation, one human to another. And the problem here is that you know, while I don't think the dialogue is a bad thing to say. Hey, you know, what's going on? I found this gay magazine, you know, and, and to try to figure that out. But the problem, I think, is, is that inherently in the conversation, you could feel that it's a negative thing. Not right. only does Pat know it's a negative thing because Pat's making shit up about why it even happens. But Pat is Pat is also you could tell he's saying that it's bad and you should talk to him because you want to sort of get him off of it. You want to say it's like fucking it's like, uh, you know, you found his fucking meth pipe and you want to take him to rehab. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This is turning into quite the uh, Pat Robertson episode because this also comes from right wing watch. Pat Robertson, snow in Boston disproves climate change. This is short. It's only 34 seconds. Let's sure, just play I'm sure it's going to be awesome. It's, you know. In 34 seconds, I'm sure he's going to debunk mountains and mountains worth of scientific data. So here we go. A climate expert, you know, has come out and said that they have actually uh, manipulated the figures to try to prove global warming. And guess what? The president goes on, on uh, well, he goes in an interview with the Vox, whatever that is, and said, our real challenge is not ISIS. It's not terrorists. It is global warming. Go to Boston, Mr. President. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right, right. Wow. Uh, you know there's people like, yeah, yeah, it did snow in Boston in the dude, winter. that's constant. I hear that all the time, man. I, it, it's, 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 I mean, you hear it, but you just want to, it's, it's, it's the same problem to me as the people who are like, yeah, well, if evolution's true, then why is there monkeys? And right. it's like, that's not knowing, you're not, that <laughs> argument doesn't, I, I don't even know where to begin with that stuff. Because it's like, no one's making that argument. No one's saying that because of global warming, there won't be snow anymore. Yeah. No one is, <laughs> I didn't read that article. No more snow. How about like, like unstable Growing intensity of storms, you know, like, I mean, that's the conversations people are having. Right. I, I, I went to recently, I saw a, uh, a whole big bunch of data that NASA's collected that just there's a big, long page. If you want global warming facts, it's a huge, long page. But NASA's collected that says, guys, this is some shit you got to pay attention to. National Geographic recently just released a thing that said that a ton, like a bunch of people more than, and I want to say it was 99% as climate scientists. And then there was a level of, I want to say it was like 85% of other scientists, just not people that are in this field, but like, you know, people that aren't climate scientists, an overwhelming majority all think that climate change is real. They all think it's real. 
Where, you know, and, and, and look, if you can prove it's not real, if you can show it's not real, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. But the problem is, is that there's just no peer reviewed shit out there that, that, that really shows that, you know, you get, you get what you get is people from other fields who don't, uh, who are not climate scientists who come out and be like, like that fucking new king. He's like, I'm a fucking amateur paleontologist or whatever. And then he comes out with some, I'm an amateur rocket scientologist. You know, like that guy, he's going to say some crazy shit and it's not going to make any sense. And then you're going to, but the thing is, is people just don't want to hear it. Right. You know, it's a scary thing. It's not a fucking, it's not a, like a, a, a thing that you can just wave away and say, ah, come on, that's nothing. Like there's, there's some serious predictions for some crazy shit to happen within the next 50 years. Some shit that is like life changing for many, many, many people on the globe. And but when I mean to say life changing, I mean to say life ending in some ways, right. there's some really bad shit. Now we can't, you, models are models. So sometimes those models don't go through and you know, that's just the, that's the way it is. So you you know you you got it. But I think that that planning for the worst is not a bad call when it comes to climate change. I don't think that you know moving yourself towards fucking wind power and solar power and water power and that sort of thing is a bad call. I think you know going towards those things is the way you're going to have to handle the future. We're eventually going to run out of oil anyway. You know what I mean? Like that's not going to last forever. Yeah. You know I actually find it, and this is going to sound maybe a little crazy. I actually find it somewhat distressing that gas has gotten so cheap again because it's, you know, I was, I was listening to something on uh, NPR the other day that, you know, gas has gotten cheap. And so now all of a sudden there's like a spike again in the in the sale of SUVs and large trucks. And it's like, we are such a short-sighted people. I know. Yeah. Like, we are so short-sighted. It's like, gas is cheap for fucking 20 minutes. Let's buy a fucking locomotive. <laughs> it's like... What are you talking about? Choo choo, motherfucker! <laughs> I'll pour this fucking five W thirty for my homies. You Everybody's know, it's driving like, around in like fucking the dirtiest buses that they <laughs> like spewing shit. Like actual like like small particles of metal are coming out at a certain point. They're just like fuck, I don't even care. Like, I've gone out of my way to find yeah. leaded gasoline. Yeah. That's right. No one even uses it anymore. Don't give a shit. It's like a, it's a dollar gallon. <laughs> like everybody's got like tugboats that they're <laughs> just belching fucking garbage into the I air. I just leave my car idling all the time because America hit. <laughs> you know, like oh my god. You know, you know what I I hear too, Cecil. I don't know if you've heard this, but I've heard this recently. Like. People will say, you know, like, ah, they don't even know what the weather's going to be next week with any accuracy. How do they know that the fucking climate in 100 years? And it's just like, you you don't, you don't understand. They're not saying, like, 100 years from now it's going to rain and be 73. Yeah. Like, that's not, no one is saying that. Like, they're, these are long-range uh, trends. These are long-range predictions. Right. Like, we can... We can predict very accurately that winter will happen, right? Yeah. Like, we don't know necessarily with any accuracy in a long-range forecast what winter next year will look like, but we know for certain that winter will arrive next year. Sure. Right? Because we can predict we can predict trends. in, in But there's this idea that, like, because we don't know how much it's going to rain next Wednesday... 
that that somehow invalidates the entirety of climate science. And you're like, they're not even, they're not, it's not meteorology. Yeah. And they're not, they're not picking out something major. What they're saying is they're saying the temperature is going up. Here's the models that show it's gone up and it's spiked very recently in the, in the recent past. It's gone up and up and up and up and up. Okay. Where is it going in the future? If we follow these trends, we can see it's going to keep going up because, I mean, like, why wouldn't it keep going up? It's going to keep going. I mean, and, you know, the thing is, like, even if it levels out relatively soon, we still could be in some serious problems. It's gone up so much that you could be in some serious trouble in several years if it, even if the, the, the growth slows. It could be it could still be a problem. And there are there are things that are going to be. Some serious problems. Acidification of the ocean, huge problem. You know, the, the death of some of coral reefs because of temperature changes and acidification is huge. There's some really serious, serious problems on the horizon if people don't play it safe. And, you know, I'm not I, I, I don't. The, the thing is, is like I've got about at best, I've got about 40, 45 years left at best. So right. I'm out, man. I'm fucking checked out at a certain point. It's like, yeah, I, I'm gone. I'm going to do my very best to be a steward for future generations. But, man, that shit's on ye- on the people who have had kids and who are going to try to push forward for a new generation. You guys got to look at your kids and be like, you know what? Should I fucking buy this locomotive? You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're, it's our... Our hope to be on Incredulous this week. Um, we'll let you know when that comes out. Uh, there's going to be an Incredulous show with us on it. We're looking forward to doing it. Scathing Atheist is going to join in, so it should be a really good Incredulous show. When they publish it sometime in July, we'll let people know when that happens. <laughs> uh, but uh, but we're, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be recorded uh, this upcoming Sunday, so we're, we're anxious to do it, and we're, we're happy to, to, to be on Andy's show because we really like Andy and and it'll be fun to be on with uh, with Noah and Heath, too. That'll be a good time. Uh, so we'll let you know when that comes out. Uh, but we're going to leave you, as we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan, sales pitch, late night infodocutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 